For those who didn't know, the uh, entire premise of Don't Look Up is actually uh, it's, it's an analogy for COVID and the times we're living in. You know that movie? You watched that movie yet? The, the film? Don't Look Up? This is a good little segue. Did you know that my uncle works in special effects? He worked on that movie. Really? He was filming it in Boston for months. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Not a bad film. Give it like a eight out of ten. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. So don't no spoilers or anything. Well, but it's, uh, it's all about. It's kind of like COVID, but it's not. For anyone who didn't realize, yeah. it blew your mind. Well, it's, I feel like it's getting mixed reviews. I've seen, heard people talk about how they fucking hated it, and other people how it was good and whatever, whatever. But like. The cast is obviously like incredible, so started. I'm uh, I'm definitely gonna watch it and then I'm gonna uh, report back and, and let you know what I think. But not but as my uncle, yeah, not on. as star-studded Flegel as us, right here, no, right no, now no. for Big Dog Ball talk. talk. I'm Matt Aikorn with Jordan Flegel. Jordan, please finish what you were saying. Um, uh, no, just that, yeah, my, my uncle worked on it. Shout out uh, Raymond. Uh, that's uh, Esther's Esther's younger brother, and. Uh, and and yeah, just want to shout him out uh, here on this uh, big platform that we've got. Uh, we'll check out the movie. Was was there without spoiling? How were the special effects in the movie? Because that's what he would have worked on. Pretty good, actually. Pretty crazy. You'll yeah, see let's some go. stuff, especially at the very end of it. There's a uh, there's a lot All of right. uh, a lot of, lot of stuff. Look good. Look real. Look uh, look nice. Um, right. good yeah, job, solid, solid movie. Hope everybody enjoys it, and I uh, hope everybody's uh, enjoyed their holidays. Uh, we we rolled through a first official episode of 2022. Uh, yeah. it's going to be the biggest year yet. Uh, you know, again, as we said, month of December, we crushed all of our uh, personal best. So let's keep the train rolling. Everybody, uh, keep hitting download, keep sharing it with friends, family, whoever it is, big dog ball, talk to the moon. Uh, you know, we're not a crypto based <laughs> currency, but you can always invest in our success. Uh, yeah. one of the, uh, yeah, the, one of the biggest things that we want to talk about first and foremost, though, uh, a player that, uh, me and Jordan will always have a, uh, a soft spot in our hearts for, uh, as well as many other, uh, Torontarians, Torontarians, whatever the hell we call ourselves, or you know, just Raptors fans. <laughs> Torontarians is good. Torontarians, yeah. Torontanians. Yeah. Uh, uh, Demar Derozan, looking like he could be, and we've already talked about this uh, about a month ago. Earlier, we talked about this. Uh, you know, Demar Derozan could be, uh, you know, in the MVP talk. I think that it's uh, it's a definite fact now that uh, Derozan has to be in there. Bull sitting number one, sitting pretty uh, in the Eastern Conference, and uh, the first player. Uh, they've never, uh, so they, I, th- I believe the stats since 1993 or something, intra- something like that, something weird that they've started tracking uh, buzzer beaters and yeah. uh, no one since they started tracking it has ever had back-to-back games with buzzer beating wins. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, yeah. Dero- and, and, the, and the craziest thing too, the three pointers that he's making yeah. He yeah. hit that one in his, his, when he was very young uh, against the magic, that turn and fade away uh, kind of on the corner. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's 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 amazing to see you know his resurgence in his career and he's finally getting the respect he deserves. Uh, I mean, uh, just to touch on them, I mean we'll talk about the Bulls uh, as a whole here, but I mean, uh, Jordan, what are your thoughts and your takeaways so far in this crazy crazy stretch that DeRozan's been on? Yeah, that that was just insane. Like when I saw the, I mean, the first one was crazy because of the shot he took. It wasn't only a three, but a one leg like almost yep. from dead on top of the key, like wasn't even a set play out of a timeout. He brought the ball over half court and then just looked like a crazy heave that went straight in. So like that was crazy by itself. And then to see that the very next day, like it was back to back games, but also like a back to back, literally the next day yeah. um, for the bulls too. Um, and, you know, to, to, to go from, uh, I guess they were in Indiana to go over to Washington and then, you know, for, for him to hit, 
that another tough shot in the corner, like, you, you know, that, that was just insane to see. Never would have thought uh, that DeRozan would have a game-winning uh, buzzer beater from three, probably in his whole career, honestly. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it was, it was, it was just insane. And I'm, you know, we, we, you touched on it. We, we, we're both, we're both always going to, you know, love him and want to, uh, you know, support him as a player, even though he's long gone from the Raptors now, but like, it, it's just so fun to see him doing this and to yeah. be on a winning team. And, uh, you know, he, I, I also like one of the things I thought right away when I'm watching everyone kind of give him his flowers now, because, you know, we, we both see it as, uh, you know, we're, we're the classic Raptors fans who always complain about, mainstream NBA media, not giving the Raptors much love. Like yeah, Demar had crazy good seasons with the Raptors, uh, you know, team success, everything you want. He really was never talked about in the way he's being talked about no. this year. Like he, he was never ever talked about like MVP conversation, not even mm-hmm. close. Like he was maybe knocking on the door a few times when he was having this, you know, best scoring seasons and stuff. But I think even year, Lowry was always kind of the guy because they're like, well, oh, exactly. he's the leader. So he gets yeah. even his stats were always obviously besides assists were always less than DeRozan. Yeah, exactly. So like, you know, he, but but he had great seasons before, but um it, it's just it's it's interesting to see him now, you know, in a bigger US market in Chicago and uh you know bringing a, a team back to life that's kind of been down in the dumps now basically since the Derrick Rose injury. Mm-hmm. And uh you know it's it, it, it's crazy to see because um, I, I think we have to now kind of reevaluate in this day and age, like what a player's prime is, honestly, because sure. you would think like DeMar DeRozan, uh, as a guy who relies a lot or historically has relied a lot on his, you know, athleticism and stuff, you wouldn't think his age 32 season would be his best, mm-hmm. but I think everyone would agree now, like what he's doing this year is the best of his career. Cause he's mixing like, uh, you know, the leadership and the, ve- the veteran presence with, you know, that same, almost at the, the highest scoring output of, put of his entire career, I think just besides one season in Toronto, when he was up at 27, this is the highest he's ever scored. Yeah. Um, and you know, the, the assists and the intangibles he brings to the bulls, like this is his best season. And you would think for a player like him, it would be one of the Toronto seasons or something. And I think this, this day and age, like this DeRozan season, especially just shows that, you know, before we used to think of like, you know, when an NBA player was past 30 or when he's got to 30, he's going to be on like a, you know, a a downward uh, slope. He's definitely not going to like sort of reach the same peak that he did in his late Mm twenties, but you're seeing like lots of players now, like even like someone like Chris Paul playing way beyond what older, like point guards, especially ones with such a high usage rate, you know, someone like even like Isaiah Thomas, who I've compared Chris Paul to in the past, like he had a 12 year career basically. And then he was done. Like he he couldn't play. Like, I think uh, you're seeing now a lot of players and, you know, LeBron is the king of this. Uh, with sort of new medical technology and the, the way guys can get rest and like a lot of guys going plant-based even stuff like that really prolonging careers. And then you're getting these like gems from guys like DeRozan, who I honestly like uh, all the talk this off season about how bad the contract was. Like you'd think a lot of people thought he was like basically washed, like that he would yeah. come in average 18 points, you know, not shoot any threes, be inefficient, whatever, but he's been playing honestly, like one of the best players in the league. And, uh, it, it's, it's just crazy to see that resurgence and it's all in the mind. Like, even though he's not, um, you know, as athletic as he was back in Toronto, his mental, uh, approach to the game is just so superior that he's having by far his best season. And I, I just love to see it. I, I love to see the bulls succeeding. Uh, they've got a great group and their, their ceilings higher than, than I think anyone thought it was. Uh, and I, you know, yeah. I, I look at Damar and Zach Levine, uh, those two guys in the playoffs, I don't think anyone wants to play them because they're two guys who can make tough shots uh and can put the ball in the hole almost in any situation so the bulls are scary man 
there's not many teams that are also, you know, playing against those two. Uh, I mean, that will, let's just be honest as well. I mean, DeRozan, not exactly a stellar track record in the playoffs. So uh, we'll wait and see, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see, see how we get that goes. But uh, yeah, not a lot of teams in the East, uh, you know, outside of the Bucks that really can say they have two go-to defenders that could, you know, uh, at least give them troubles. I mean, yep. uh, even match up against a team like the Nets, uh, you know, I think DeRozan and Levine would absolutely eat. Um, and, and again, the Bulls as a whole, I mean, obviously DeRozan uh, is the, the, the focal point uh, of their team. He's the leader. Uh, he's, he's the big dog. Uh, but, you know, the set, he's not the only reason that they've gotten to the seven-game win streak. Uh, yeah. and, and rose up these ranks. I mean, uh, obviously the Nets are, uh, they've dropped off a little bit as well as the Cavs, but the, the Heat and the Bucks are also on their own uh, little win streaks here. So, I mean, uh, the yeah. East is really up for grabs still. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, it, it's crazy to think, again, you, you threw the blind comparison at me as well uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, on one of our episodes. I mean, Zach yeah. Levine and DeRozan playing almost exactly, uh, you know, exactly the same. They've yeah, been, yeah. Uh, you know, neck and neck. Uh, and it's, it's crazy to think, cause when the season started, you know, I, I, as I said, like, I, 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 I'll bite the bullet. Like I was a hater on the team. Like, I mean, I, I, I know I wouldn't say a hater, but I definitely didn't think that, you know, they had real, uh, real legs yeah. to push, yeah. uh, for even like a, a top four seed. You know, I, I saw them as a, a maybe a five at, at five at best. Um, uh, but you mm-hmm. know, they, they, they shut me up for sure. Uh, they, they proved me wrong. Uh, but I mean, more importantly, they show that they actually have a, a tremendous amount of depth and uh, a lot of discipline because, you know, when a guy like Patrick Williams goes out, someone who yeah. they have a lot of stock and was supposed to be a, a really important player, especially defensively for this team. Uh, you know, I really haven't noticed like he, he's not uh, it hasn't been like a very glaring absence. It's yeah, been no, something no. that they've been able to, as a team, you know, learn from and they've been able to adjust and uh, you know, they've made the most of it. And again, for a team that was, you know, at one point, like, I think uh, the, the had the most COVID cases uh, yeah. of any team. And again, they, they got the benefit of the doubt from a lot of these postponements. Uh, yeah. But I mean, it's uh, it, it's pretty insane to see them, uh, them balling out and moving up the ranks this fast. For sure. Yeah. And they're, they're getting contributions from more guys than I thought would be contributing at this point. Like Kobe white is actually starting to play well. Like he's oh, getting yeah. minutes yeah. now. Um, and you know, he's, he's, he's shooting the ball well and uh, you know, providing another playmaker for them out on the floor and, Obviously, uh, we know what Lonzo brings to the table and, and Caruso and how important defensively they've been. And I think that, yeah, the biggest thing, like, because, uh, you know, like you were saying, you, you weren't exactly hating on them, but, uh, you know, you didn't see them as top three seed, really. And neither did mm-hmm. I. And uh, neither did a lot of people. And I think it was mainly defensive issues. But I think the defensive issues have just kind of been overblown. Like, I think mm-hmm. Zach Levine is actually a good defender now. Like, I think he went really? from being, I, th- I think he went from being bad to, uh, like, pretty good like he's still not the most kind of cerebral guy who's going to make a really smart play but I think he's at least uh showing that he's really bought in and is using his length and athleticism to um you know become a a decent NBA defender and same thing with DeMar DeRozan I think it's all about kind of buy-in with him like I think he's smart enough to be a good positional kind of team defender um he's never going to be the greatest um but like I think this year I don't think you would call either of them like liabilities on the defensive end. And they've both kind of been called that, uh, you know, at different times in their careers, obviously Vucevic uh, isn't a great uh, defensive minded center, but the the bulls are doing fine without even much from him, even offensively. Like he's only Mm -hmm. averaging about 16 points per game. Uh, He's, he's averaging 11 rebounds, which is good for him too. He hasn't been the strongest rebounder, uh, you know, historically throughout his career, but um, you know, when he's played, he, he, he's kind of the, their, 
not their X factor, but the guy that he, they can use, especially come playoff time, like when the matchup oh, is right. He's a real he, luxury for them. Yeah, exactly. But like they don't need him to play out of his mind. Like they don't need him them, him to be like all star, all star Orlando Vucevic. Like if mm-hmm. he's if he's not playing too well, you know they can go small and you know sort of load up with you know Ball, DeRozan, Levine, Caruso, um, and then you know uh, a big Javante Green's playing a lot of minutes for them, and you know they they are sort of short on bigs, uh, you know, in the larger sense, but, uh, I, I think they've, they've been getting through this and, you know, they're, they're probably the hottest team in the NBA right now or one of, yeah. um, and, you know, uh, d- d- even with, with, uh, Vucevic production kind of fluctuating. So I, I think hundred percent, they're deeper than we thought they're better defensively than we thought. Um, and I think they're closer to competing like for the title than we thought, which is crazy. Cause yeah. like, like DeRozan and Levine, like in the playoffs, again, provided DeMar doesn't fall off a cliff like he's done in the past and that Levine is still kind of up to his same standards. Like mm-hmm. those are two guys who can go and get you tough mid-range shots whenever you want, which is like the shot. It's kind of like the Kawhi shot that he hit all through that playoff run uh, mm-hmm. when the Raptors won, like the shot that the defense wants to give you. But if you can hit it, will really, you know, the, especially like in a close game it'll really break the back like of your uh, opponent's yeah. defense. And, and, and that's that. playoff basketball. This past well, exactly. finals, people were going crazy. Wow. Devin Booker and Chris Paul, they're shooting so many mid range shots. And it's like, yep. yeah. And Chris Middleton yeah. on the other side, like, and, the, 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 like people just think it's dead. Cause people take so many threes. It's like, no, when it comes to winning the games, like yeah, guys yeah. know that this is something you have to do. It's winning basketball. It's not like they don't know how to take mids. So yeah, uh, yeah it's, I, I think it's a great point. I think that, yeah, the, the, they're equipped to just run up the scores on some of these teams, unless they yeah. can find ways to game plan around them. And again, uh, no signs of slowing down right now. Yeah. hundred percent. And I think if I was the bulls, like you, you mentioned Patrick Williams, uh, I don't know like how, like th- this team's going to be pretty sort of strapped for cash and draft picks going forward. They put yeah. a lot of kind of, you know, resources into this team. I would be aggressive as a buyer at the trade deadline. If I was the bulls and trying to get someone uh, like, even, you know, if they could put a package together for Jeremy Grant, who I think would do really well yeah. on this team, like kind of a bigger uh, wing so that, you know, he, I think he could play the four more than, uh, you know, uh, more often so that DeMar doesn't have to so much. Like uh, DeRozan played a lot of four this year, but I think he's better as a three next mm-hmm. to Levine. Uh, I think that, you know, he, it's much better for him as, you know, a scoring position and a guy who can facilitate um, and, you know, much better defensively for the Bulls, especially come playoff time. Um, but like, uh, there's other guys around the league. Like it depends how much money they can absorb and, and you know, what contracts they can put together, but um, they, they've got some tradable contracts. And I think one more kind of front court player, uh, whether it's, you know, a good all around player or kind of a defender um, or someone like Jeremy Grant, who can also go get his own bucket too. And is kind of an athletic contributor in that way. Yep. Um, one more player I think could almost get them to that level of uh, you know, the, the Milwaukee's and the Brooklyn's, um, and then, you know, we'll see what would happen in a, in a playoff series. It would really be there. I think their sort of playoff level defense would be tested again. And they, mm-hmm. that's what we would sort of, they would live and die by, but I think their offense is going to be pretty deadly. Like uh, with Lonzo moving the ball and, you know, Vucevic down low, depending on the matchup and, you know, DeRozan and Levine, I, I don't see when I look around the East, uh, other than Brooklyn when they're at full strength, obviously. And, you know, Milwaukee when they're playing well, there's a lot of good teams mm-hmm. in the East, but the, the Bulls have crazy firepower offensively. Uh, and I think can compete with any of those guys. It, it'd just be, you know, if they can shore up their you know, sort of real playoff playoff depth kind of rotation and add a defender. Um, and th- then I think they're, they're right there. Uh, I, I think right now, like they're, they're kind of overachieving and doing really well. Um, but I, I think they're, 
closer than I thought. So, you know, if you, you make the right move at the trade deadline, that could, that could push you over the edge. And, and yeah. you know, the sky's the limit for this team. Like they're really impressing me. They're, they're, they've been so good. Still a lot of ball to be played this season. So we'll see where the, yeah. the bulls yeah. end up uh, falling here. But I mean, uh, if they keep up on, uh, you know, the current trajectory, I mean, uh, it's going to be a, a good time in the windy city. Uh, yeah. But we talked about, uh, you know, obviously Raptors homers. Uh, so of course we have to talk about this man, uh, Fred Van Vliet. Uh, oh. Is he, an all-star candidate this year. Um, you know, obviously it's going to be hard to crack into the starting lineup of the all-star game, especially since it's a, a half of a fan vote. Uh, Raptors fans have always been good to, you know, hit the polls uh, as yep. a good Canadian does. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, uh, yeah, as we said, uh, even though it's a bigger market treated like a smaller market uh, with it within yes. the States a lot of the time. Uh, so he's definitely not going to get as much play, but I mean uh, just over the last uh, four games, I mean, I'm just going to read a couple quick stat lines out to you uh so 31 4 and 9 27 7 and 12 31 4 and 9 and then today against the knicks in a win that vaulted them up to ninth uh in the yeah. east yeah, 35 points five rebounds five assists uh and he's hitting a, a, an efficient clip here he's banging home threes i mean today he had seven threes uh in that span he hasn't hit less than four uh yeah. i mean Van Vliet has been an absolute catalyst, really filling in. Like it feels like Lowry never left. I mean, he's he's almost a carbon yeah. copy of him at this point. Uh, a little, he has, he has his own little flash here and there. I mean, uh, obviously Lowry had the the Philly pull up from three uh, on the yeah. fast break that uh, that uh, that always gave people heart attacks. But I mean, uh, Van Vliet has uh, has really been dominant uh, in his last couple outings. Uh, it's also been nice, you know, him and Siakam have both, uh, you know, they've looked healthy since coming back off the the COVID reserve list. Uh, yeah. But realistically, Jordan, I mean. Uh, do you feel that, uh, you know, Van Vliet of, uh, 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 in this realm for the Raptors is, uh, the yeah. most worthy of an all-star nod? Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, I would say it's, you know, it's not even close that if there was going to be a Raptor all-star, it would be Fred because, you know, he's leading the team in, uh, scoring, uh, just barely, you know, Pascal OG and, and Fred are all kind of hovering around the 20 point mark, but, and they've uh, all had said, pretty rough stretches too. Yeah, uh, they have in, in this season at some, at, at different points. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, Fred's leading the team in scoring. He's up there like leading the league in, uh, or, you know, one of the league leaders as he often is, uh, especially with the heavy minutes he's been playing, uh, the last few seasons, uh, like in steals per game too. Like he's mm -hmm. for pound for pound, one of the best, uh, defenders in the NBA, uh, and a really good point guard defender too. Like he, he works really hard. Um, and you know, he, he's a, a guy you'd call a two, two way player for sure. And he's up there at nearly seven assists. And uh, five boards, which is uh, a lot for him, uh, like a guy under six feet tall. Um, and, you know, I, I would have thought his percentage from three would be lower than it is because I don't think he's had it, it doesn't feel like he's had the best uh, shooting season from three. But he's up there at 39 percent from three, which is really good on the attempts he's taking. Mm -hmm. Like, I, yeah, I think he yeah. kind of struggled. I think he's, he, you know, he's, he struggled early in the year, but he's really turned it around and had some really good games here. Um, and, you know, the Raptors are building momentum. They won two in a row and, like you said, are already up in ninth, like. Um, and, and, you know, not far behind the, uh, the, the, the teams ahead of them, obviously there's kind of a jumble from nine to 12 right now, but, yeah. uh, you know, the, the Raptors are, are, are kind of going in the right direction. And I, I think for sure that, that he could get sneak onto the all-star ballot, uh, as a reserve, um, you know, it, it, it would depend what other guards sort of got, uh, attention. Like I think Darius Garland's going to get a lot of play mm -hmm. from, from Rightfully so. fan vote and, and media for sure. He's, he's had a hell of a year. Um, and, you know, obviously there's the, the two Bulls players um, in Levine and DeRozan, and you've got Harden uh, will probably be an all-star this year. Um, and, you know, there's, there's, there's yeah. a kind of big crop of, of guards uh, in the East. 
that he'll be competing against. But I think he's he's in that mix for sure. And uh, and like I said, if there was going to be one one Raptor that makes it, it would be Fred. So uh, if you're a Raptors fan, spam that, uh, you know, get to your computer, get to your phone. Yeah, uh, let's make this happen because uh, I think he deserves it too. Like there's been a couple years, like, like last year and even the year before, uh, you know, he, he's really become an elite NBA player. I think sure, and like one, of the, one of the best starting, uh, you know, guards that, that, that the league has. And you, you saw, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of been tough on him, especially this year and last year working with kind of a subpar, um, you know, supporting cast. But, you know, he, he got a, a all-star, not all-star. He got a finals uh, MVP boat, for God's yep. sake. Like, yeah, like he got the he, one. Uh, yeah. He was a big reason why they won that game six. He, he closed it out, hit some big shots. Like, he, uh, I, I will never question, uh, you know, Fred Van Vliet and, and his abilities, uh, you know, after that performance. And uh, he's having another stellar year, kind of doing it quietly. But uh, he deserves an uh, all-star nod, uh, you know, from me, if it was sure. up to me, for sure. And, again, I mean, uh, even from the storyline angle of it all, I mean, uh, I don't think people can really argue. I mean, uh, you know, the, he, he's embodied, you know, his own mantra, you know, bet on yourself. Uh, yeah. and, and that's exactly what he's done his whole career. I mean, undrafted rookie uh, to, you know, starting in the NBA finals, uh, hitting some of the biggest shots you could possibly need. Uh, I mean, yep. uh, I, it's, it's insane to think of uh, all that he's been able to accomplish uh, and where it all started, you know, coming from. I'll never forget that Milwaukee game five. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, there's, uh, there's... I, I owe my life to that, that, that Fred Van Vliet <laughs> performance, man, that, oh my God. Yeah. And, and again, it's, it's the iconic things there. And uh, especially just along that run, but even after that, you know, the, the heart of a champion Raptors uh, in that bubble year, I mean, uh, yeah. uh, Fred was, was balling out. There was that whole season. Uh, I mean, uh, and really he picked up the slack a lot of the time for Siakam uh, when he kind of hit his Florida flu struggles. Uh, and, yeah. and I think he really is a definite vocal leader for the team. And I think a lot of the oh, guys yeah. respect him and they, uh, they, they know what he's capable of doing. Uh, but, but again, yeah, we just need to see, you know, some, uh, some other national recognition. Cause again, it's, he's, he's kind of like a best kept se- secret at this point. Cause again, I think people that, uh, you know, watch him play casually, uh, you know, probably don't think of him because uh, of his size and his athleticism, uh, yeah. athleticism that he's probably not that great of a defender. And it's like, he's probably, if we're being honest, like a top five uh, defensive guard when it really comes down to yeah. it. I mean, like you could make, Especially if you're just, if you're just talking point guards, I think he's, yeah. uh, he, he's one of the best uh, players who can defend Steph Curry. He actually makes it yep. tough on Steph Curry. Almost no one else can do it. Uh, but Fred actually knows how to do it. Well, he's a dog out there. I mean, he, he's nonstop yep. hustling. He's diving for loose balls. He's uh, in guys' faces. He he goes for a lot of these tough steals. Like, I mean, he's kind of like, I think that, and this is a weird take, and I'm just thinking this now, he's kind of like what Patrick Beverly thinks he is. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He thinks that he's this really cool Good guy. Too. He has a lot of great offense. Because, again, he does play, like Patrick Beverly, yeah, of course, he plays hard defense. But, I mean, he has nothing offensively, really. Uh, and, and Fred Van Vliet's yeah. got both. He's got everything in his bag. Uh, I yeah. mean, 6'5", he'd be the GOAT. Uh, and, uh, it's just, it's nice to, you know, uh, see him start to excel because obviously the Raptors hit a bit of a hitch in the road here so far this season. Uh, you know, a lot of injuries piling up, uh, different personnel changes and so on. So, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, he can continue this streak. Uh, cause again, if he, if he wants to get that all-star nod, this is the perfect time to do it. Uh, I'm not sure how much longer the voting is going to be open. I would assume another week or so. And then they kind of do the tally and they start, uh, you know, they get that TNT special before, uh, the games. But uh, the, I don't. I really don't think there's any reason that Fred shouldn't make this cut. Uh, and I, and I would hope that since the assistant coaches of the league, I believe that's who it is. Uh, that's who they pull. Yeah, they picked the it. Yeah. On the yeah. Uh, yeah on the on the reserves. Like I I would be really upset if like a guy like you know I 
obviously, you know, Harden does deserve it. Like he's been balling out a lot more, but I think Van Vliet has been more consistent than him, arguably. Yeah. And, yeah. and I would think he's more important to his team. Like, I mean, Kevin Durant's still the leader over in Brooklyn. Uh, yeah. And I mean, without Van Vliet, I think the Raptors, like they, they would really, really be in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. And uh, it, 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 it's true. Like Lowry was the one, uh, like Kyle always got that kind of, nod from the, the coaches and assistant coaches yeah. he, you know, he was never the fan favorite or ever because he was never you know the flashiest point guard obviously he was a guy who kind of won games for you in in ways that were uh sometimes invisible even on the stat sheet but the coaches uh around the league always respected him and and you know knew knew what in, in, an impact he had on those you know good raptors teams and that's why he got a lot more kind of all-star uh consideration than uh you know the the casual fan would, would think someone with kyle lowry stats would get I think the most that we heard of him in the mainstream media for being honest was uh, he took the charge in the all-star game. And then people were just making yeah. themes that he, Oh my God, who's this guy taking a charge? And it's like, man, that's I his know. thing. Like uh, if you really watch basketball, you would know that that's Kyle Lowry's yeah. thing. Like, but, but yeah, that, that's what I, I, I mean. Like it's just, there's so many things that these guys in the Raptors do and maybe, yeah, we're this yeah. is just a big Homer section or segment rather. But I mean, it, it, it I think that we need these guys to make the all-star game. It's fair. We need to get one guy yeah. when we actually have a good team. I'm not saying this year's team is, is exceptional, but uh, I mean, Scott, right, he'll get right. into the, he'll get into the rising stars. He'll be, able oh, yeah, to, hell yeah. he'll throw down like yeah. a 360, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, yeah you know, go ahead. No, but like, I think that that's it. That like, it depends on the team success. Like if the Raptors can like, they're, they're not too far back of like, uh, you know, even like the Hornets and the Sixers are, uh, what are they? three games up basically on the Raptors, no, two and a half. Like if the Raptors can somehow catch um, them and get up to like sixth or seventh, mm -hmm. then I think that's when people will kind of have to look at, at you know, a, a team that's, you know, firmly in the playoff picture and kind of say, okay, we need someone from this squad to, sure. you know, represent um, the team on the all-star uh, all-star team. And I think that would be Fred. So I think, um, I think if there is going to be an all-star Raptor, it will be Fred, you know, no matter what, uh, unless, somehow you know og or pascal really balls out in the next two weeks but uh, I, I think it'll be fred and it'll depend on the raptors kind of team success if they can climb the standings a little bit more um if they sort of stay hovering around ninth and you know fall back down to 10th or 11th then maybe uh i'd, I'd lean towards it not happening but uh you know if, if they can kind of seize this momentum in the new year here and you know they've, they've got everyone back now that that uh, win against the clippers on new year's eve was just beautiful great performances yep. from van vliet uh, OG and Pascal, your main guys. I think Pascal's actually starting to kind of turn the ship around again. Like I think oh, for sure. he's got his legs under him now. And, you know, he's, he's played enough games in the season. Um, and I, I think he's starting to slowly look more like his, you know, um, right after that championship season, season uh, self. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, if, if he can keep that up and the Raptors can climb the standing, then, then, then for sure. But yeah, I think it'll all be about team success, uh, whether or not there's a Raptors all-star this year, but I'm hoping for it. And if not, then I'm going to start pushing the uh, narrative that uh, we should expand it to 15 people. Every team gets one one all-star. I don't even care. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's what the NHL does. It's really, really stupid. You get all these guys uh, who are, like, decent that make all-star games, and it's like, what the <laughs> hell? Like, could you imagine that? I mean, in the NHL, you can make uh, one, but it's, yeah, it's, it's really stupid. Who did uh, the Magic send? Uh, Robin Lopez? Probably. Mo Bamba? Uh, well, call, yeah, Mo Bamba. Well, Anthony, probably. I, I don't know. It would be embarrassing to say, that. oh, NBA All-Star, yeah. Uh, but to move on, uh, this one's an interesting one because, again, this is a 
similar to another topic, and this is just kind of something we started whipping up on the spot. Uh, we were talking about the Rockets uh, a few times now. We talked about them when they were on pace to uh, set the worst record of all time in the NBA. Uh, then they went on this uh, seven or six game win streak. Pardon me if I'm misremembering, but it was a crazy win yeah. streak. Now they're back to losing basketball. And again, the losing streak correlated directly to the return of uh, number two overall pick Jalen Green. So, yeah. and he's playing decent. Uh, I mean, we're not we're not saying that he's exactly the cause, but I think if you're a Rockets fan, you got to be wondering, you know, uh, as much as you don't really want to be winning right now, why is it that the team, when he's not playing, can win, but when he is playing, he's supposedly the better player to have on the court. Why is it not translating to wins? I think that yeah. that's kind of a concerning thing because you don't really want to have this guy and put all your eggs in a basket, uh, yeah. you know, being like, oh, well, this guy should be able to, uh, you know, get us wins because he's the better player. If you can't, then, I mean, what, what are we doing here? Yeah, it, it, it's weird because you want to give the guy some sort of, you know, you, know, you want to give him slack to go out there and, and make mis- the mistakes, you know, take the shots, uh, do whatever you need to develop. Um, but I think something it's gone a little bit too far in the other direction. Like it's too, it's just a little bit too glaring. Um, you know, the, the, the team performance with him when he's off the court and, and on, like, even if you look at someone like Cade uh, in Detroit, like they're not notably worse, uh, you know, when he's uh, on the court, like he so obviously makes them better. Yeah. They're um, shit regardless. And, well, yeah. Well, <laughs> you're, uh, yeah. Cheap shot, Matt. But uh, you know, like the other rookies uh, in top of the class, like Scotty Barnes and obviously Evan Mobley, like, these guys, uh, they're developing. They're taking the shots uh, that they need to take. Obviously, none of those guys have the same green light that uh, uh, Jalen uh, have uh, you know, down in, in Houston because the, yeah. the, the, the Pistons, the Raptors, and uh, uh, who am I missing? The Cavs yeah. are obviously much, much better teams. Uh, the Pistons, not so much, but you know, uh, the, the, they don't have as much of a green light, but they're still developing. Like they're, they're still learning what, what, how to be a successful NBA players. Um, yep. but they're, yep. the, the team's clearly better when they're playing. So it, it is kind of weird. And I, I don't know what the answer is because, um, I, I don't think it's to play him less. I think you just kind of, uh, you know, you, 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 you've already put the stock into him as the second overall pick, like you, he's kind of your future right now. Um, you know, as things stand and you need to see what you have in him. So, the, I, I think you just kind of have to roll with it. But like, if you're the Rockets coaching staff and stuff, like I would really drill that into his head. Like he's a guy who doesn't lack confidence. He's a guy who doesn't lack, um, you know, the sort of drive to go out there and, you know, take those open shots when they're there. But he needs to be made to understand that right now the Rockets would be better off if he wasn't playing with them. Um, and then, you know, then he can get into the lab and sort of watch film and really figure out where he's kind of hurting the team um, and how he can be more successful as part of the, the greater group, because that's what you want out of a player too. You don't just, you know, it, it's not all about uh, sending a guy who, you know, you know, is going to be one of the most athletic two guards for years to come, great scoring instincts and just saying, okay, just go score. Like you want him to develop other parts of his game too. If yeah. you're ever going to actually, you know, turn into like a good quality, like superstar player that they're hoping he's going to turn into. So, yeah, I, I think it's just all about, you know, you, you've got to still let him go. You got to let him do his thing, but, you got to be kind of, I think more hard on him and, and sort of For make sure. him understand like, dude, we're, we're better when you're off the court that that shouldn't be happening. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, work on other parts of your game, not just scoring and, you know, not just making the, you know, boatload of shots that you're missing go in, but you know, rebounding, passing, defending, yeah. 
uh, you know, working within the offense and, and things like that. He's, he's um, playing like he, it's my career. He's just taking every yeah, single shot. Yeah. He wants the ball in his hands at all times, and he doesn't really care if they win or lose. He wants to get his VC. He wants to get his shots up. He doesn't care. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, sure so you, you got to change that somehow. Yeah, yeah. they, they got to change it. And I, I don't think they're really handling a lot of these young guys anymore, these prospects. I mean, it's early on, yeah. these, this, the new administration uh, for the Rockets. But, I mean, you can't have these things happening. I mean, uh, again, something we wanted to talk about, about the Rockets during the slide, uh, one yeah. of the uh, people thought was a steal. They were able to get him from the Cavs. Kevin Porter Jr. Um, left in the middle of halftime uh yeah. one of their last games had a uh, complete outburst uh, again one of their stronger players hasn't exactly been very efficient uh that's kind of just how he is um you know uh, was was told uh, he needed to increase his effort when they let up 47 points in the second quarter uh yeah. and then had a meltdown screamed at uh, the coaching staff and then uh took off left took his stuff and left and uh, yeah. and this is exactly almost ex- eerily similar to what got him traded and uh, you know ostracized from the Cavs to begin with uh, yeah. and, and people were thinking, you know, this is crazy. He was supposed to be a lottery pick, and I believe he was taking 29th his draft year. Yeah, uh, he, yeah. he really fell in the draft. Uh, so, obviously, he's got a lot of off-court issues or like, that he needs to work out because, again, with a guy that you – you they don't they didn't invest a lot of stock in Kevin Porter Jr., but you yeah. could tell that he they, they had plans. But they're playing him a lot. They're playing yeah. him a lot. Because well, he's young. He's got a lot of skill. He's a, an athletic yeah. guy. Like, I think that, you know – if he can find a way to correct these issues, then he'd be a, a great player. Like he's got like a, you know, some all-star qualities to him offensively at least. Um, yeah. But it just doesn't seem like the Rockets can figure out a way to get the most out of uh, the players that they're supposed to get to uh, get the most out of. Yeah. Yeah. And I think maybe these sort of things are all connected. Like the, the Rockets don't really have any veteran leadership at all. Yeah. Like Eric Gordon's there. Uh, Daniel house is still there. Uh, but those guys aren't like sort of, on the uh, sort of talent level where the really young guys on the Rockets are going to like respect them and, you know, take their word for, for things like, you know, no question about it. Like I, 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 and I don't think either of those guys are like the most vocal leaders, not to mention they don't really care about how this team turns out this year no. because they're just there. Um, and, you know, they both know they're going to be gone soon. So like the, the sort of Jalen green whole issue with, with him, you know, taking the bad shots and everything we just mentioned, like, it could be that there's just no one other than the coaches who sometimes, you know, it has to be like a teammate to really get through. Like sometimes you tune out your coaches, like anyone who's played sports knows that like, you know, old, older, uh, you know, guys trying to get through to you, trying to relate to you. It it doesn't always work, but when your teammate, uh, you know, someone who you respect and you're around all the time and kind of see more on your level, Mm -hmm. you know, when, when they come to you, um, and you know, bring something up, uh, then you respect it more. So I was really sick I'm, of studying you straight back in high school, man. That was oh, brutal. Man. Every single game, I had to give you. Matt, come on, tell a, the truth. What are you doing? Come on. Oh man, get your head Matt. in the game. <laughs> I only listen to Kai Heemstra. Okay, I don't listen <laughs> to the coaches. Hey, uh, our teammate nah. Kai. That's the only guy I listen to. All right, he was the most level-headed player I've ever, uh, you know, been around. Uh, True. that's for sure. But uh, like, uh, and and you know, it, it's it's it's. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr., but also uh, apparently the same halftime, they called out Christian Wood, who's supposed to be one of their uh, kind of, I guess you would call veteran leaders, even though he's a young guy too. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, called out his effort level. And then he didn't even play in the second half. Um, so it just teams, seems kind of just like a whole dysfunctional yeah. fucking team with a lot of, uh, you know, young, immature guys, um, none of whom are holding each other accountable. Um, and then, you know, you get, you get things like this where, yeah, your young rookie uh, is, is doing crazy shit. Kevin Porter Jr. 
yeah, just literally drove away from the stadium. I don't know what's going to happen now. Like what kind of disciplinary action is yeah. ultimately going to come, come from this, but like, it's not good um, to, to not kind of be in control of your guys. And then even, you know, Christian Wood, like uh, you should be able to call out if you're a coaching staff, you should be feel comfortable enough to call out uh, your players, even your star players. I mean, like look uh, throughout NBA history, like Greg Popovich called out Tim Duncan all the time, like a, yeah. a superstar, one of the best players in the league. But it was to sort of set an example for the other guys that no one's off limits. Everyone has yeah. to be playing hard. Um, that's what you do in like a winning environment. And Houston just has no winning culture there uh, whatsoever. But then except when they kinda... doesn't help anything either. Well, exactly. You're, you're yeah. like, wow, you like you you were you messed up here. This is what you did wrong, and you now have no chance to like right your wrong and prove to me you can do it. I think as yeah. a player, that's ten times more frustrating. You're sitting on the bench wanting to prove yourself. Uh, yeah. You know, show some redemption, not just for yourself, for your teammates, for coaches, for fans, whoever it is. And then you got to sit there and just watch the game go by. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't think that's a way you want to keep around. Again, probably right now, the Christian Wood is their best player. Yeah. And I don't think they need to make him any more, give him any more reasons to be disgruntled. Because I think that yeah. at this point, he's probably got plenty of other reasons. And I think you'd be more than happy to be helping out as like a third wheel on a, on a contender or even just yeah. a playoff team in general. Yeah, for sure. I don't know how much longer he's going to be there. Like a lot of these guys, all of these other teams we're talking about that need kind of a uh, versatile big man or big man. And, you know, mm-hmm. someone who can sort of, uh, you know, be a complimentary piece to an already good team. Like uh, he's got a sizable contract, so that's tough to work around, but you know, I could see someone biting on him. He he's had effort kind of level uh, questions throughout his whole career. So, um, you know, this just might be a theme for him, but you know, you, you get too many guys like that on one team. It just kind of, it, it gets into even the, it, it sort of seeps into the guys, even who yeah. don't have that problem. They, they just feel like, Oh, what the hell? Like the, these young guys are just going to take all my shots anyway. They don't care. And yeah, it just seems like a very dysfunctional situation. And I, I think we touched on when we did like sort of the, the big preview before the season started, we, we, we talked about the Rockets and we talked a little bit about Kevin Porter jr. And yeah, after the story out of Cleveland uh, I just did not, I was not the biggest fan of him. Like, I don't care how much kind of talent and, um, you know, uh, potential he's, he's shown up to this point. I think yeah. uh, when you've done this now two different times on bad teams, when you, you really uh, should be taking sort of a, as a guy who, you know, one of the main scorers and guy with the ball in your hand most of the time, like you should be taking more responsibility, not less. And you're um, young, especially when you're a, it's, yeah, especially when you're a young guy, like, well, who the hell are you? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think this is a bad sign and, I don't know. He might not even be on Houston that much longer. And I don't know how many other teams are going to really bite on him. Like with talented guys, there's always one, that one team that's like, Oh, what the hell? Like maybe we can be the ones to turn him around. We have nothing to lose. Like, yeah. Uh, so I I'm sure he'll get another job. Like I don't think this is the end of his career or anything, but I don't know. I think especially like good teams that want to build a, you know, build a, a good, healthy winning culture. I, I, I don't think they're going to touch him. So, yeah, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what he does next, but. He'll, uh, good so far. Shanghai Sharks. Uh, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's coming. Uh, Jimmer for debt. Get ready. Um, but uh, to move on, Jordan, uh, it's the beginning of the month. December's done. So, it's the big That's dog of the month time, baby. Was that a previous recording of uh, uh, a session of, uh, you know, a hungry, rabid? 
pit bulls yeah oh okay okay that's what okay yeah i played right. that, i played that out loud uh cool, cool, cool. I, I, that's why you were so shook to your core <laughs> yeah i was so speechless it's a primal thing you know it really <laughs> scares people um but uh big dog of the month award uh for anybody new that's listening uh <laughs> this this award we give this out monthly to one player who uh you know just shows out that they're they're a big dog they're not you know they're not putting up 55 points or or something or you know throwing uh behind the back pass nothing cute nothing cute nothing cute just playing tough hard-nosed basketball getting rebounds uh making hustle plays Uh, again generally uh this so far uh, it's been going to a lot of big men that's not always going to be the case uh this month it is still the case uh but uh you know they, they, they big men just you know it's a big dog uh that, that's just how it goes i mean uh there's yeah. definitely some guards out there or some wings that uh you know fit the criteria but this month we uh this is actually interesting i'm just looking at it. so the first month i uh, went to Jonas valanciunas uh the month of october <laughs> the month of november went to Jarrett allen of the Cavs, and uh the month of december belongs to the kiwi from the memphis grizzlies steven adams Aquaman, uh, baby. Aquaman, yeah. He's uh, he he had an ex- I mean, he's been a huge part of uh, this Memphis Grizzlies run that they've been on yep. so far. Kind of vault up the standings without uh, Jaw as well, holding it down for their defense, really anchoring it, doing a lot of stuff that doesn't show up on the scoreboard for them. Uh, yep. A nice passer as well, uh, you know, uh, playing smart. Big dog's got to be a leader, you know. Uh, but he actually yep. he led the NBA uh, in offensive rebounds in the month of December. Uh, his blocks per game uh, could have been a little bit higher. Uh, but in general, you know, averaging 10 rebounds per game, smart defense, and, uh, you know, just putting a winning culture on his team uh, and, you know, being selfless, uh, that definitely, you know, warrants big dog of the month. So uh, congrats to Steven Adams. I mean, Flegel, over the past month, what, what have you been thinking of Adams' game? Yeah, I mean, the, the, we, we talked about it when uh, the uh, Morant uh, injury news came in. We were like, oh, God, the Grizzlies are going to go on a big slide, but they actually – uh, played really well, went on a win streak, and now he's back and they're still playing well. Beat the Lakers the other night, though that's not that much of an accomplishment. I think you, me, and the guys from your building could probably beat the Lakers. But, uh, you know, Steven Adams, he's been a huge part of this this team and, and their success. You mentioned his I, I would passing. guard LeBron, by the way. Uh, oh, you would? Okay. I, I would guard Westbrook. I, I don't think I'd, you know, I would just kind of pack the paint. Uh, I, 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 oh, my God. I'm Westbrook's daddy. I, I know it already. I would destroy him. Then John, uh, John, Jonathan Chang. I'm getting excited. Got, uh, I wish this was actually happening. Jonathan Chang, he's got uh, he's got AD on clamp. Then. Oh yeah. <laughs> there we go. And then the other three, it really doesn't matter because uh, no. you know we've got it under control. But uh, you know, Stephen Adams, you mentioned his passing. He, he's up there at three assists per game, by far yeah. the most of his career. Doesn't sound like a lot, but for a center who doesn't, you know, isn't thought of as someone who has a lot of skill, like that, that's that's the quite good for him. And yeah, it doesn't get the ball that much. Uh, only averaging about seven points per game, but. Um, you know, he's, he rebounds the ball. He, he anchors that defense. Um, and uh, he, he's, you know, as much as I didn't understand the move to move off Valanciunas when he was one of their most important players last year, uh, you know, Adams kind of brings a different kind of toughness and sort of rebounding sure. presence. Um, and, you know, I, I, you know, as a screen setter and a guy who just kind of does all the right things for you. One of the few sort of old school bigs that you still, uh, you know, you want on your team. Yeah. Um, because you know he doesn't play outside of himself. He, he doesn't sulk when he doesn't get the ball. He's kind of the ultimate team guy, and uh, he he's you know one of the kind of bright spots on on this Memphis team that's really been a surprise. So I'm I'm excited to see how he finishes the season out. Um, and you know he's when when Memphis does get into the playoff, he's going to be big against you know if, if if they face the Lakers, he's going to be guarding AD a lot of the time. Uh, he's going to have the Gobert assignment, Jokic yeah. if they face them, like he's going to 
he's going to have his hands full. Aiton, yeah. um, you know, all the kind of, you know, big uh, beefy guys out West. Uh, yeah. But uh, you know, you want someone like that who's tough as nails and will go toe to toe, you know, won't back down from an assignment. We'll, we'll get the boards and, you know, push the pace. And uh, you know, he's, he's, he's the ultimate kind of team guy. That, that's, that's the biggest compliment I, I can give him. He's just yeah. like uh, any team I think would want him. Um, and, uh, he, he definitely deserves this award cause he doesn't get a lot of rec- recognition. You know, he's never going to be an all-star, never going to get all NBA, anything like that, but he's, uh, he's an important player to, to a really good team. So well, we'll, we'll, send, we'll send the trophy, his way, but, uh, to finish up, I, I'm glad go, you brought baby. up, I, I'm glad that you brought up. He, he's a great team player. Cause I actually think he's one of the, the best fits that Russell Westbrook ever had as a teammate. I think that Westbrook yeah. loved playing with him. And because he boxed out and, uh, didn't, uh, didn't actually grab any rebounds that, that too. Uh, but I think that because of him playing with Westbrook for so long, I think that he actually is prepared and is excelling playing alongside with jaw. Cause jaw is yeah. very, you know, similar to, uh, to a Westbrook and, uh, you know, uh, his size yeah. and athleticism, uh, the way he plays the game. So, uh, I think that that's been uh, kind of an underrated little, uh, uh, storyline, but you know, it's been bubbling under the surface. Uh, I think that that's, uh, that's really, uh, helped him know how to play with a, a guy of jaw, jaw's caliber. Um, yeah, good point. obviously play with a lot of other all-stars, but, uh, definitely some correlation there and, uh, types of, play. Yeah, uh, but sure. again, Steven Adams, you're a big dog of the month, uh, for December, everybody take to social media, tweet at, uh, at Steven Adams, let him know big dog of the month. Congrats to the Kiwi Congrats, to Aquaman. And, uh, we're going to now shift our attention to Mr. Jordan Flegel. Uh, as yeah, we are me. now hitting up the trivia well, uh, we still don't have the score. You're never going to get it. You can pry it out of my cold dead. Someone head. out there, one of our, be- one, our, our, whoever our biggest fan is, and please identify yourself. I don't yeah. know who you are yet, but our biggest fan definitely has this all marked down for sure. Should. Uh, cause I believe last week, legal, you only got one, I think, last week, right? Shut up. Man. It was no. not your strongest outing. You need that was, in, points that was last year. That was last year. That's I true. Think. That was last year. That was last you. But yeah. Yeah. New me, same me though. Yeah. Um, all right. So you ready? I, I got ready. five for you. Um, and, uh, again, I, I think I'm an idiot because I, I tried to theme them around stuff that's recently happened and stuff we were talking about. So you might know some of these, hey, uh, I gotta okay. be harder on you, but I'll, I'll give you this one. It's the start of the year. I'll, I'll get you, you know, off to a good start, but nice. we'll see. You might get them all wrong. Um, Almost all right. So, uh, obviously I wanted to throw a DeMar question in here. Um, and, uh, it kept it very simple. Uh, he hit those two game winning buzzer beaters. Uh, and, uh, we, we've talked about this before basketball reference, uh, keeps track of all game, game winning buzzer beaters in NBA history. Um, and, uh, so this has to be a game winner. Like it can't be a game tire or, you know, the, the, the shot has to, um, have won the game for this team. Um, and that's to come at the buzzer, no time remaining. How many of those does DeMar DeRozan have in his career? Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Cause he's had a lot of like, with like two seconds left, he's hit some shots. Yeah. I mean, one of the best ones he dunked on, uh, Anthony Tolliver, uh, yeah. distance. That was, yeah. Uh, dynamite. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, that's gonna be tough. Cause I, I did bring up, I, I, I know he had that one against the magic. I'm, I, I would be, I'm pretty sure that's the first of his career, uh, that he hit. Um, so there's one there. He's got two already this season. I don't know of any that he hit in San Antonio. I want to say he hit one against the Wizards at one point too. I'm going to go four. I'm going to go four. It could be five, but I'm going to go four. Matt, oh my God, uh, you're wrong, but really? uh, you're close. It's just the three. It's just the two. And really? The one and the one. Oh, so I imagine. I, oh. No, 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 no. I, I thought of the Wizards one too, 
he drove baseline and kicked it to Corey Joseph and Corey Joseph. Oh yeah. Three. Yeah. He, he, he made the move. He, he was at the cup, but he, he assisted it out to Corey Joseph. And that was a buzzer beater game winner too. Cause that's mm-hmm. the one I thought of too. But I look back at all, cause I thought he had at least one more, like sometime with the Raptors, but no, it was just, it was just the Orlando one. And I remember watching the Orlando one live. That was right when the Raptors were getting good. Yeah. I had never seen them do like anything like that. I think that was my Couldn't first like do. Raptors buzzer beater. No. And I freaked out. I remember like jumping off my couch, like yeah. a, a random ass uh, against the shitty magic, like regular season <laughs> game. They were um, probably but, better than but, us yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. But yeah, it was just three, just three. And I was scared because you brought it up earlier in the episode. I'm like, fuck, yeah. you know the answer to this. But uh, yeah, anyway. Okay. I gave him too much credit, but again, that's, that's crazy. This yeah. is a testament to how good the season's been going for him that he's, uh, oh, he's yeah. doubled. He's doubled already. his uh, career already. Yeah. Yeah. Back to back nights. Yeah. It's crazy. All right. Um, I was looking at uh, the standings for some, you know, some uh, inspiration for some of these questions. Mm-hmm. And I, I realized again, I, I, that, you know, I, I knew this already, but the Blazers are all, all the way down in 13th. The Thunder yeah. are ahead of them in the standings right now, having a horrendous season, horrendous. Yeah. Um, but uh, we, we talked about in trivia a while ago, they won the championship in 1977, Bill Walton, big, mm-hmm. big Billy. Uh, and since then, until now, obviously not including this season because we don't know the uh, the outcome. How many times have they missed the playoffs since they won the finals in 1977? Holy. Okay, well, that's a that's a lot of years, Fleagle. That's uh, <laughs> this is I my mean, toughest one, probably. Four, that's at 40. I mean, it's 2022 now, so it's at 43 years. No, 45 years, something like that. Get out the know. calculator. It's a long, it's a long time. Probably, probably not even close to that. I'm not good at math. Again, sport media major. Please forgive me. Um, but, uh, and, and I mean, they haven't missed it in like the past, I would say like almost decade. Like I, I think maybe when Dame's, Dame's first year, they might, they missed the playoffs, but it would have been close. Oh man. And then all those, like, I mean, there was the jail blazers. I mean, they were horrible yeah. for some years in the two thousands there. Uh, they had some good teams in the night. I'm going to just ballpark to 20. 20 missed seasons. What? 20 misses? 20 misses. Matt, it's only eight. Wow. That's it, eh? In 25 years from, from when they, uh, if I did the math right, 77. No, what? No, your yes. math is way wrong on that. No, it's no, like no, 40 something years. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, wait. Someone that's goddamn on. stat nerd. Someone. <laughs> Help wait, us. I, I used my calculator. Hold on, hold on. 20, 22. Minus, minus 1977. 45. Okay. I said 40, that. I'm 40, the math guy now. 40. Someone give me look, a freaking uh look, give me before, my, I failed math. I, get rad, I want that grade back plater. I got <laughs> you did. You fit I got a 53 in grade 10 plater no, I, 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 I got one up man. on you. I bombed. No, uh, look, for people I, I know 25 sounded stupid. I should have known. I'm just not good at mental math. Okay. I I misread the calculator. Uh I've had a couple beers, uh let it slide. But okay, eight. 45 years, eight. That's it. Isn't that that's crazy? Insane. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. That, that's because, really, I, 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 that's like, that's like Spursian. No, I know. And I didn't, I, I was like really blown away because they went from the, you know, the Walton years uh, through the eighties. They were okay. Cause then they had Drexler yeah. uh, and they made the finals against the Pistons against the, uh, uh, the uh, Bulls, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then, yeah, by, by the, you know, late nineties into the two thousands, they had those battles with the Lakers and they, they yeah. were actually good. Like, so Money yeah. Mouse, and Scotty. Yeah, and then and then they had Brandon Roy and Lamarcus Aldridge, and and yep. then you know obviously Dame since then. So yeah, only so it was eight, probably, the, it was really probably those eight years, like two thousand two to two thousand ten, pretty well. Yeah, 
yeah, yeah, exactly. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, I underrated them. Uh, pardon, uh, pardon my, uh, my, my. Yeah, he back. guessed Blazers fans. He guessed twenty. Remember that, okay? Yeah, when crazy. We, when we go on Twelve our tour. years. I thought you guys suck. I mean, to be fair, some of those years there was like twenty-two teams. So I mean, yeah, true. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, again, I was wrong. Okay. Oh, oh, shooting over two here. I got to stop. I got to start stop messing with my own mind. I just need to be more direct and be like, you know what? If I don't remember it exactly, this is how it goes to go. No more yeah. guessing. All right. All right. Okay. We'll we'll see how you do here. So uh, this one is dealing with. This is gonna have, this is gonna be memory. Uh, obviously, they all are, but this one uh, more so. Like if you you know the information, you just have to you know remember it correctly. Anyway, that that's also eh, fuck fuck me. Okay, uh, so active playoff streaks um, uh, is what we're looking at. So like playoff again, we don't know the outcome of this season, but sure. uh, from last season, and then you know streaks of making the playoffs. You know, sure. no breaks. Uh, who is number one, two, and three? And it's a I'll give you a hint. It's a tie for number three. So you get a half point for every right answer you give me. Okay. But you got to give me them. You got to guess like each in order. Okay. So, so who's first, who's number one? Who is the longest? Who is the long streak in the NBA? Okay. I'm trying to think if Brooklyn missed a year recently, like if they're, cause they, they were making consistently. Um, I feel like it should be obvious. I'm just like the Bucks haven't missed in a, in a minute obviously this it's uh clippers might be up there i no i'm gonna go clippers number one because i mean throughout of all of lob city they would they never missed and then they even got that eighth seed uh with uh sga his rookie year and pat when pat beverly kind of had his uh like fluke kind of playoff season i'm gonna go i'm gonna go the clippers i don't know maybe they they might have missed one between that that i'm not remembering but i'm gonna go clippers they did miss one or, or oh. multiple at least between that because number one is wait wait should i give you yeah i'll give you number one no no because then i know that they're not who portland well yeah what the hell is wrong with me we just went over there <laughs> i should have yeah okay well that's just me being stupid i i don't know how yeah you just told me eight eight times in 40 whatever years uh okay they, they've made the playoffs for eight consecutive seasons okay yeah. so that's the law uh, and that's we'll see about this year so it's yeah. it's eight consecutive okay i'm gonna yeah go- yeah it's gotta be a streak gotta be a streak yes right? yes yeah. yeah yeah and that's the thing so I'm, I'm i'm trying to remember what year the clippers would have missed maybe when chris paul first left well i think that however they got sga like after after chris paul left yeah and then even after blake griffin left i think there was a year in there where they missed one but sga was only there the one year no, I know. I mean, the year, like the year that they traded the for that pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm I'm gonna go Bucks number two then, because they had to. This has to be like five or six for them. I don't know if I can give you a point. They're not number two, but they are one of the one three? of the tied for number three. Okay. So well, I'll, I'll give you like point two five of a point. Oh, nice. Right. A quarter. You're generous. <laughs> um. Okay. Um, and then third, then. Wait, wait. Let me give you second. Let me give you second. Sure. Okay. Fine. Then you can rule a team out. Boston, seven in a row. Oh man, really? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, they always sneak in there. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. been quite a streak. Okay, so you got one more. So this is, and I'll even give you the number uh, to be nice. So, uh, uh, yeah, number one was Portland eight. with eight, Boston with seven, Milwaukee one ha- has made the playoffs five consecutive seasons. Ooh, it's only five. And one and one other team has also made the playoffs for five consecutive seasons up till last year. Because again, I my I, and I, yeah, I always have an East bias just because I keep thinking back to the you know it's where i'm mostly going to be watching especially living on the east coast uh man 
and it's like it's not the Warriors anymore. I'm sure they would have been there for a while, but then they messed the year uh, last season. Obviously, not the Lakers, not the Suns, not. Mm, I'm just gonna. I'm just uh, for some reason, and like part of me also wants to say like Pacers because they are always kind of in there, kind of like the the Celtics have been. And it's only five seasons. I'm. Tr- I feel like there was there's it's not it's definitely not the Nets because they had some shit years. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna go the Nets. I'm gonna go I'm I'm gonna go Pacers. Final answer. Big brain time. Utah. Hmm. Yeah, that was a good. That was probably uh, an obvious one. <laughs> there's so that's one of the things. That's there's hard. a lot. That's a tough you one. Yeah. Thirty teams swollen in your mind. <laughs> I'm like trying to like just remember all of them at the same time, and I don't want everyone oh, you to got sit one. here just to me like going blah 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 like the whole time. Like I want to actually give you guys the content quickly. But oh my god, yeah, Utah. That myth, yeah, that also makes sense. Brooklyn has to be like three or four at this point, though, and I think yeah, that well, I, I had the list in front of me of like all the streaks and like when they were yeah broken, sure, but yeah. i i can't I, it's not here anymore but uh but yeah because because a lot of a lot of teams like i would have thought like well i think the raptors if they had made it last year would have been up there with portland like i yeah. that's when they both like because it was i think that would have been eight years but uh because uh, they missed out on it last year like a lot of teams you would think were there but they missed like on one year um yeah, yeah. You know, when they were rebuilding or whatever retooling so well raptors, yeah. yeah they would have been up like six or seven i think yeah, because it was Before from 2013 until now. So, so yeah, like eight, eight, nine years, something like that. Yeah, so maybe they were yeah, the I think, at one point. Who knows? Yeah, I, I think they were. I think Portland and the Raptors were, were up there for a while. And then obviously Boston was there too. And yeah, uh, yeah. But, but yeah, it, it's interesting to, because to, you think all these teams are juggernauts, even like obviously the Warriors are the one you think of first. But yeah, even, even the Mighty Warriors miss out uh, on the playoffs sometimes. But uh, I guess it took two major injuries to yeah, all time yeah. players, but fuck it. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, okay. Number four. So you got 0.25 of a point, Matt. Congrats. Next. You're on the board. Doing um, well. All right. Doing, doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. Um, so uh, I tried to think of like who was equally as disappointing in the East, uh, Portland this year. Uh, the Knicks, the, the Raptors just spanked the Knicks today and they're having a, another kind of, uh, it's not the worst year, I guess, but compared to the sort of, uh, you know, expectations of the beginning of the season, they're having a pretty miserable year. Sure. Um, so they've, they, you know, they, they had the Carmelo years where they got into the playoffs. They've had some okay times, but it's mostly been pain, uh, since, you know, for, for the past 20 years, uh, mm-hmm. or more since, you know, the Patrick Ewing days and, you know, all that jazz. Uh, but can you tell me, Matt, the last time the Knicks made the conference finals, not the finals, Whoa. but actually made a decent deep playoff run to the conference finals. Well, it wasn't they never did it with, with Carmelo? They never did it. I know that because they kind of had a cut. They were, the one year they finished second, and then they lost. To, they got beat the hell out of by uh, the Pacers in the second round. Uh, yeah. Which man, I look back at some of those ones again when you're a kid and like you were just like all like you have no responsibilities other than focusing on some of this stuff. Like yeah. nothing else. I remember. I'm pretty sure that whole year I predicted every single matchup right. Obviously not the games, but like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. harder than people think sometimes. Uh, and that was one that I knew nobody. Nobody supported that, but anyways, we're, it's irrelevant. So yeah, it wasn't that, anywhere. That was a crazy series. Hasn't been this this millennia. So I'm gonna go. I'm, and I'm trying to remember trying to remember the year because I'm trying to I'm trying to remember if they played against. 
because they, they, I believe they did get to the finals the one year and they lost against the Rockets. So and maybe I'm wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure they did play the Rockets to the finals the one year. I'm going to go 94. No, wait, last time? No. 90, 96, final answer. No, no, Matt. No, you're close. You're, you're in the right ballpark, ballpark, I should say. You're right. They made it against the Rockets, and that was yeah. 94. So yeah. they, they technically did it in 94. That's, the I last knew time, it was either 94 or 95, right? Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. But the last time they made the conference finals was actually 2000. Uh, because they, they made the finals in 1999, the lockout year, after MJ retired and the Spurs beat them. It was Spurs-Knicks in 99. Crazy. In a shortened season. Yeah, and yeah. Then, and then they so, lost. So, so they lost, and then they lost, yeah, to the And Pacers, that's what I was thinking, too. The Lakers. Like, that, that would be, but I was like, would they have really been that competitive? But yeah, I guess. I, I mean, again, that's uh, that's kind of a... Yeah, I, kind of surprising that, me, too. Not a lot of people talk about that kind of stuff. It's kind of like, because it wasn't really... Again, it was kind of the between Jordan. Like there wasn't like the yeah. The- I was kind of a shit era right? or like yeah. period for yeah. Between yeah. Jordan and LeBron was kind of rough, but uh, I mean it was Shaq's era essentially. Those like three yeah, yeah, years. exactly. Yeah. But, okay. You no, know what? Yeah, I'll take another good L on that one. This is uh, this is kicking my ass. Is that four or five? That's four. There's one more. I think you got okay. you got you got uh, a redemption question. Yeah, this is, and my this worst is probably the this is probably the easiest one. Thank right? God. Um. So, okay, I'm gonna give you since you already have. Point two five of a point. Uh, you have three. You have three chances at another point two five of a point. Okay. Wow. So you can you can get up to. Uh, wait, no, that's not fair. That's not fair. No. <laughs> I was gonna say. Wait. I'm just thinking. I'll get all three, and I wait. get one point. Wait, wait. Um. Yeah. Okay. But no, no. But I want you to. Yeah. If you get all three, you get a point. Yeah. But if you you don't have to get all three to necessarily get a point. So sure. Okay. Let's say. We'll, we'll sort it out. Yeah, Let's yeah, do our, stat, our stat department after. Hold on, hold on. I just got a, a report. Josh Giddy sets NBA record. Uh, 19-year-old Thunder guard becomes the youngest player to record a triple-double with 17 points, 13 rebounds, that, 14 that, assists. That record gets broken every year now. Because <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. LaMelo, it was Luca. Yeah. Crazy. Well, hey, congrats yeah. to Giddy. He'll make congrats, a TikTok Josh. about it. Yeah, I can't wait to see the TikTok. Um, okay. Um, Matt, who is the youngest player ever to record a triple-double? No, I'm kidding. Okay. Yeah. Uh, mm uh where am i going oh yeah okay so oh yeah we'll figure out the ports points thing after but i'll ask you the question so i i just want you to tell me the three uh turnover per game leaders this season and screw the order just uh you get three guesses russell west that that's one of the three yeah uh that was a oh man what a tough guess he's second Um, he was he's second by the way yeah so some there's someone who averages more turnovers turnovers than him it's gonna be someone like it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be a guard. Someone I mean LeBron always averages. I'm gonna say LeBron as well. No, no, no. he does. One, he averages a lot. One more guess. You'll kick yourself if you don't get this one. Lots of turnovers, leads the league. I'm trying to think of somebody who you know, has the ball in his hands a lot. Come on here. Uh, leads the league more than Westbrook. Yep, yep. He leads the league. And I think he's done it before. Really? Should be, should be, uh, yeah, yeah. Pretty, again, I think you'll kick yourself. Uh, Should be pretty obvious, though. This year I can get why not so much. But I won't say anything more because I'm going to give it away. Yeah, sure, sure. Oh, man. 
Yeah, I know. I already know I'm going to because I have I'm I've got nothing right now. There's absolutely nothing in my mind on this one. Oh man, ah, turnover prone. Ah, uh, I mean, don't think a guy who like turns it over necessarily all the time, but like his usage would. I'm just gonna yeah no and that yeah that's part of it. I'm I'm just gonna throw it out there just because he's had a pretty rough year. I'm just gonna go Kemba. <laughs> that's. That, that, that's probably a good one. I feel like he's in the top 10. No, James Harden. Oh, yeah. I'm so fucking dumb. Yeah, this was a horrible, <laughs> horrible one for me. I'm, I, I'm like completely sober. Maybe that's my problem. I haven't, I haven't yeah. needed a beer or something to kick my, get everything kickstarted in my brain here. That was brutal, man. This is embarrassing. I might, I might just delete this episode. Well, we'll <laughs> no, Friday. No, come on. This didn't happen. Matt, I've, I've went over, haven't I? Haven't uh, I got none? Maybe. I'm not sure. We, we're both. I'm pretty sure I have. That Peter uh, Peter Grant or whatever the hell it was that commented on our that gave us a review. He said we knew what we were talking about. Obviously, yeah. We're- sorry, Peter. Sorry, Pete. Thank oh, you, Pete. Yeah, I think we've lost a listener. But uh, yeah, it was James Harden. And can you? I'll give you uh, the third. Uh, you know, guess the third guy just for fun. Joe Mama. Close, Paul George, Matt. Paul George. Oh, you were really close. That's though. what I was thinking of. Joe Mama is fourth. <laughs> He's fourth. Yeah, uh, yeah, lots of high, uh, you know, high usage guys. Actually, well, Westbrook isn't that high. U- Westbrook is just bad. He's just turnover. They got the, they got the Westbrook. Harden and George just have the ball all the time. Yeah, and exactly. they played with them for too long. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, caught it's true. The, caught his turnoveritis. Uh, I mean, I was imagine a, I was afflicted at one point in my life. Imagine, uh, you know, the Westbrook Harden backcourt and Paul George, uh, if they all kind of wound up on OKC or something, that it would be the turnover team of the century. That'd be incredible. It'd be cool. It'd be a good team. It'd be a oh, freaking yeah. good team. Yeah, but uh, they give a lot of free points to the others. But uh, yeah, there you go, Matt. Uh, so you got what? 0.25? No, no, no. 0.25. Wait, you got no. You got Westbrook. So, oh, I, so I said, I, you got half. You got to have a point. A half so, point. What are you nice. crying about, Matt? Nice. Hey, it's something. I mean, I'm technically on the board. So uh, maybe that yeah. half point that'll be uh, that'll be the the decider when we uh, finally get the standings broken down here. But that's uh, true. Uh, true. Again, uh, aside from the embarrassing performance, uh, check us out on social media at Big Dog Ball Talk, uh, especially on our Twitter uh very active over there uh and everything you know we're we're planning on increasing our social media usage uh, as the year goes on but yep. uh obviously there's there's lots of shit going on so uh you know cut us some slack all right this is free content you know <laughs> what, what do you what do you want from us uh but regardless we're, we're we're so happy for everybody's support uh everyone who's listening right now uh we really appreciate you uh and your 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 help getting us off the ground uh, everything's been going uh, amazing so far uh in just a short amount of time so uh you know keep doing what you're doing uh and uh you know we'll keep uh, trying to put out as much content as we can and we'll, and, we'll have an all-star episode a special yep. all-star episode coming up soon uh and yeah r- rate us uh, subscribe download our apps tell your friends and uh yeah keep, keep this going because uh we, we've loved the support it's been yep. great Sailing into 2022, baby. And again, feel free on those social media channels. Reach out to us uh, or reach out to our personal accounts. It doesn't matter. Uh, you know, we want to hear from you. If there's something that you want to hear us uh, conversate about or you want a special oh, yeah. episode on, I mean, we have no problem doing that. So uh, you just let us know. We'll uh, we'll get something done. Uh, yep. But again, everybody, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Big Dog Ball Talk with Matt Eichhorn and Jordan Flegel. And as my friend Jordan always says. What the hell is that? No, I'm so <laughs> glad that no one can see this terrifying object. It looks like a, a bunny. Pug. It looks like a pug and a bunny has. Funny. Hair. It kind of looks like my one dog that has no hair. It's, it, this Look, is disgusting. I know this is. I know this is great for the podcast medium, but uh, I'm holding up a bunny. But Matt, check this out. Ready? Right?
Ew, oh, I'm destroying that. I'm just that. It's Look. also a phone for anyone. It's also it's a phone rabbit. This is fucked up. You said be wait, wait. kind to animals. This is like yeah. offensive no, to no, 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 no. I agree. You should be kind to animals. They do nothing oh, wrong. Most of Look. Look, uh, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in an old building. You gotta, uh, you know, it, the buzzer goes through a phone. So when you come over, I'm gonna pick this up. Go, yeah, come on in, Matt. You're gonna, you're gonna, ring, you're gonna up the money, talk to his dad, um, and then put it down. And, uh, and it's a beautiful little bunny. It sits here. No one, no one would ever know it's a phone. It just, yeah, it, it does look kind of creepy, but um, it, it does remind me to be kind to you. I like you. You I, swear at your dogs all the time. They're terrible. Terrible. You know that they're annoying. Um, yeah, but I, I, I love them. I, yeah. So uh, as soon as I get there, they're like, oh my god, finally a nice man. Everyone else is <laughs> yeah, mean. okay, yeah, you love my dog. You just have to be honest with one more time. See how you like it. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I like that. that one